Then Perry shrugged on his coat and walked out of the courtroom. It was just two in the afternoon. There were maybe fifty people milling around in the corridor when Perry made his exit. The press was generally prohibited from taking photos or asking questions outside the courtrooms, so most of the reporters had already scurried downstairs to get going on their stories, or set up for an exit shot. Perry talked privately with his attorney for approximately ten minutes. According to the Times, the two stood close together, foreheads nearly touching. At one point, Krebs gripped his client's shoulder and Perry nodded slowly. When they'd finished, he clapped Krebs on the back and found his wife's hand. They walked down a long marble hallway toward an area the bailiffs had cordoned off. The former governor stopped at the velvet rope and turned, a half-smile playing across his lips. An AP photographer managed to sneak a single shot. Ray Perry's Mona Lisa moment, as the world crashed down around him. It was a photo that would threaten to melt the internet in the hours and days that followed. Just beyond the velvet rope and around a corner was an elevator that ran all the way to the basement parking garage. Marie Perry pressed the down button, and the arrow above the door lit up almost immediately. That was when Ray told his wife he had to go to the men's room. Marie said she'd wait. Ray insisted she go on ahead. According to Marie Perry, her husband said he wanted a moment alone. There was no one close enough to hear the Perrys as they called for their elevator. There was, however, a set of security cameras, and the Times had gained access to them. I punched up a file labeled Dirksen Security Footage. The first image was of Perry and his wife, standing in the hallway. The second picture showed Marie stepping into the elevator. Then came a series of still shots. Perry heading into the men's room, time stamped 2.24 p.m. Perry coming out of the men's room, time stamped 2.36. Perry standing in front of the elevators, glancing up at the camera. Perry getting on the elevator himself. I knew how the tale ended, but read the rest of the Times article anyway. The elevator car that stopped on the 25th floor to pick up Ray Perry had one passenger in it, a journeyman electrician named Eddie Ward. Eddie was in the Federal Building that morning to do some work on the 27th floor and was en route to the 13th to check out a relay switch. There were no cameras inside the cars, but footage from another hallway camera showed Ward, Cubs hat on, and a canvas tool bag slung over his shoulder, getting off on the 13th. The elevator then proceeded nonstop to the garage level. Perry's wife was waiting when the elevator doors opened. The car, however, was empty. It took a couple of minutes for Marie Perry to realize what was happening. At 2.43 p.m., she called her husband's cell phone. It went to voicemail. Marie called Krebs at 2.45. He came down to the garage, accompanied by three state police officers. At 2.52, a call went out to secure all exits to the building, and police began a floor-by-floor search. When the canine unit showed up, the media began to stir. Within a half hour the place went up for grabs. CNN broke the story at 3.35 that afternoon.
As police scurried to and fro behind her, a blonde reporter named Whitney Wilde stood in the lobby of the Federal Building and told the country about the rumors starting to swirl. First, it was that Perry had taken ill. Then, he tried to take his own life. Finally, the truth. Illinois' disgraced, impeached, and convicted felon of a governor had taken a powder. Disappeared without a trace. Investigators would later speculate that an access panel in the roof of the elevator car might have been breached. Every door or hallway that would have gotten Perry out of the elevator shaft, however, was covered by a camera. Perry never appeared on any of the footage. He'd simply vanished. I closed up the Times article and looked out the window. It was late in the afternoon.